Talking Lead Head, that time again for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. And I'm struggling. I've still got that tryptophan running through my system from all the turkey from Thanksgiving. Uh, had an awesome Thanksgiving, so you know, ready to get back in action and and get you guys some news, some guests, some information here on the Talking Lead Podcast. We dropped a really good episode during the holidays for you guys and girls to listen to. We had a, a trip to Idaho where we got to visit with Buck Knives. Got a tour of the facility there. CJ Buck, Chris Brooks, uh, and our good buddy Bill Doe, Bill Hampstead joined me. <laughs> and we had a, we had, I mean, it was more than a blast. We had a great time. Just a, a great bunch of people there at Buck Knives. Just everything that you can, we would expect from a family-owned, family-run business like that. And uh, we were no exceptions to their hospitality. And we greatly thank CJ and Brooksy for inviting us up. And the podcast was great. We talked wildlife conservation uh, was kind of our main topic. So you guys go back, check that out. And then, of course, if you haven't yet... Uh, we did our final announcements for the winners of the Mission First Tactical and Talking Lead Tactical Wallet and Dump Tray giveaways, where we had some custom wallets and dump trays with the Talking Lead logos. We had our Leadhead Brigade logo. We had our Classic logo. And then we had that awesome new Talking Lead AK Corner Season 2 logo put on the wallets and the trays also. So go back and see if you're one of those winners. I think we gave something like 30 of those away or, or something. It was great. So we thank Mission First for that. Uh, Keltec Weapons, one of our official sponsors, has been running some great Black Friday Cyber Monday deals. Uh, I, I know a lot of you are upset because I didn't have our annual Black Friday Cyber Monday special episode. And uh, I, I really regretted not doing that, but I just didn't have time with everything that was going on. Some of you know that I had to put down Oshi um, right before I made that trip to Idaho, and that's you know that took a toll on me. Uh, but I really appreciate all the well wishes and all the love you guys have sent me because of that. He was a good boy. He's a good boy. So this week we got another great episode. We got a big announcement that we're going to make, and to help me make that announcement, we have brought in the big guns. We brought in our good buddy, Casey Betzold. Casey, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be back. It's been a while. It has been a minute. And as most of you uh, regular lead heads know, Casey uh, is, he still is, he's with Antirus Alliance. And that's an organization that we've been uh, behind since the very beginning. What was that? Has that been four years that yeah, that's been going? Yeah, four years. Yeah, about four years. And it has it has evolved in those four years to become... Uh, what it is now, and we're going to have Casey talk a little bit about that, but uh, should we go ahead and make the big announcement? Sure, let's do it. So Casey has taken on a new role. Uh, he's taken on a new career, I guess. Kind of kind of what you know and what you love, what you were doing before. Uh, you've just uh, you just taken it to, to a new level. So Casey is now with Fioki, Fioki Ammunition, and that's Fioki USA. Yeah, I mean it's been a it's been a whirlwind of the last six months for sure. Because um, you had your it, own ammo company. 
Yeah, I mean, Snake we've River. had Snake River shooting products and worked the Team Never Quit line and, and worked in ammo. Prior to that, I was with uh, with ATK before pre-Vista pre Outdoors days, so it's been quite a while ago and just been in the industry really since 2007 and ammo being kind of the sweet spot for me, a place that I like to be. It's a market I understand and I've been a part of really since then. So, um, yeah, I get, came into contact with, um, with the guys – Jared uh, Smith here at Fioki, who is the GM um, at SHOT Show last year, or this year, technically, and um, back in January, really to talk to him about some you know different products in the market, some things I wanted to put in front of him to, to talk about and have him take a look at it. And that resulted in a trip to go see one of those companies and look at what they had for technology and, and where it may fit into the Fioki lineup. Then it turned into kind of this consulting discussion, and then um, before long, they offered me a job. Uh, I told them no initially. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, dude! I got my own business here. <laughs> well, we, one, I had a ton of stuff going on, but yeah. but uh, still have a ton of stuff going on. But the the bigger reason was just you know, ammo has been so up and down. As everybody that you know listens to your show, I'm sure is well aware. You know, the market's feast or famine. It's back and forth, and it, it's so reliant on current events and what's, you know, who's in office today. And, and yeah. it just, it makes it tough from this side on the manufacturer side to really track it and do a good job with it. I love it. I love the market. I love the industry, but man, ammo has been tough. Um, my explanation to people that kind of sucks the soul out of you, the way the market's <laughs> for I'm trying to keep up with it. But, um, Jared had me come down and, and I showed up at the factory here in the U S and Missouri. And I was actually up there about a mile from where you were a week and a half ago or a week ago yeah. with the, Buck Knives guys, and um, that's where I kind of intended to be. My kids are there, and I love it up there. Kind of grew up in southern Idaho and went to college up in Moscow and spent a lot of time up there. So, I, um, yeah, I was there happy and good to go, and this kind of came along. And at the end of the day, I, I, uh, that got really interesting, and uh, I'm really, really happy I did this, made this move, and, and, uh, I'm running the sales team here now at Fioki. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. We're, we were excited to hear the news. Uh, and, you know, I was in, we visited Moscow while we were up there also. Uh, Did you? Brian Keeney with Aka Defense is there. They're one of our uh, supporting sponsors for the AK Corner. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't realize that it was a college, uh, college town, but it's really nice there. Really clean. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, a nice town. It's, uh, it's basically just a college town. There's not a lot else going on there, and it's only eight miles from where Washington State is in Pullman. So, there was a from a college perspective, it was a great place to go to school. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot going on, a lot of good sports there. You got the Pac-12 side, then you get kind of the smaller school side, and and uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun when I was there. Yeah, really enjoyed that visit too. Beautiful town. Um, but our big announcement that we're going to make—I mean, that's not the big announcement. That that is a big announcement. <laughs> but the big announcement is that Fioki is now an official sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast. Woo-hoo! Woo! Awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, we, we weren't going to make the announcement until SHOT Show, but we thought we'd just go ahead and do that because there's going to be a lot of awesome stuff that we're going to be doing at SHOT Show, too. And we didn't want that to get uh, put to the back burner. So uh, we well, thought... I would say, Marty, for us, you know, and, you know, you and I have known each other for a while now, but one of the first things I noted getting here and kind of getting my arms wrapped around Fioki is that Fioki as a company um, 
has done an absolutely phenomenal job of marketing their brand to the industry. Um, and I think they've done an equally weak job of taking the, the next step downstream and actually letting the consumers know about us and what we do and, and the products that we make and the breadth of products that we make and where we make those products. And, and, um, you know, one of the first things I thought about was where are the places where there's a f consumer base that understands the product that we can speak directly to, um, and, and get the brand out in front of them in the right way. And this was, this was a no brainer for us. So we're happy to be here, man. Well, I was, I was glad when you approached me with the opportunity and I know the lead heads will be also, uh, and we're going to learn more about Fiocchi. We want to get, uh, the, the history of Fiocchi and, uh, of course, you know, your products and then where you're headed uh, yeah. in the future. So, but before we do that, Casey, I hear that jack wagon train rolling in. So we got to take care of some jack wagons. It's been a couple of weeks. Nice. Gunny, bring that train in. Who runs Zipper Five, do or die, hold them high at eighth and nine. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. All right. So the train has stationed. And I think I'm just going to start calling this segment the train and planes segment because we're going to, on the converse, uh, we're going to be doing our Leadhead Brigade heroes as well. So I think I think in the last few episodes, you guys have kind of caught on that uh, this is the, the planes and trains segment now. But we're going to do the jack wagons first, and we'll start off with listeners submitted jack wagons. This comes to us from Jeffrey Haddix, Leadhead Jeffrey, and this is something I haven't heard. I hadn't heard about this story. Uh, apparently, there was a pellet gun shooting in Sacramento State. Uh, at the, at the college there, uh, and it killed somebody. So Sacramento, California says, no charges will be filed in connection with the deadly pellet gun shooting of a Sacramento State student that happened off campus in April. Sacramento police were called to a home in Lycoming Court. I'm not going to read all these details. Officers found Will. Uh, they found this dude. I'm not going to read names either. He'd been shot with a pellet gun. He was taken to a hospital where he later died. And I can't think of anybody that's been shot with a pellet gun that's died. This might be the, the first case. Officers investigated and sent their findings to Sacramento County District Attorney's Office, which said Friday it would not file charges. This case involved the tragic death of a young man just months before his graduation from the California State University Homicide detectives from the Sacramento Police Department conducted a thorough death investigation and asked our office to review this incident. Our office conducted an independent review of the police department's investigation. After our review, we determined that this was a tragic accident and that the facts did not warrant filing any criminal charges. Uh, no other details have been released. Well, I want more details. <laughs> I want to know why they're shooting each other. And it looks like it might have happened on a at a fraternity. So that explains a lot right there. Yeah, that does explain a lot. With those new uh, air rifles, in fact, one of them will be at that event um, in January that we'll talk about here in a bit. But Umarex has some air rifles that they're shooting Cape Buffalo with now in Africa. Well, stuff. you make a good point there, too. And, and when, you know, when they say pellet gun, you know, you naturally think of, you know, when you were 12 and, you know, you're out doing that pump guns and you're shooting. Yeah you know, tin cans and shooting at birds and never hitting a bird and shooting at squirrels and stuff like that. But yeah, some of those, uh, air guns, we'll call them air guns nowadays. Uh, I mean, they'll shoot 50 cal, you can shoot up at the 50 cal with some of those. 
they're very powerful. But there's no details on this, so um, don't know what else uh, there is about this. But I guess he's yeah, lacking some details for sure. Yeah, I guess Jeffrey is throwing the dude who shot the dude. I don't know who he's throwing on there, but anyway, interesting story to say. Well, if it was a fraternity, then it could have been a double double jack wagon story, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, I'd like more details on it. So if anybody has more details on that, send it in to me, talkinglatgmail.com. Uh, I want to know more about the pellet gun murder. All right, so our next one, let's go Let's go to you, Casey. I know that uh, you said that uh, you had one. Well, let's let you ha- have a shot at this. Mine's probably actually late news at this point, but it's it's still fresh on everybody's mind on the industry side, and that's you know the, the Walmart decision to remove ammunition. Um the majority of ammunition from their stores. And the interesting thing about it and why I think it's interesting to talk about is, you know, Fioki didn't, we didn't have product on the shelf. So we didn't have the, you know, the mass issue that some of the bigger manufacturers in the industry have, right. but what's, what does it mean to the, to the consumer population? What's it mean to the industry? Um, you know, it's 66% of the points of retail for ammunition in America are Walmart. Really? When it comes to our ammunition products, 66%. Holy so God. it's a it's it is the majority of the points of retail go away. Well, remember back when Walmart kind of made its you know sweep across the nation, and there was you know the big the big fallout with small local businesses and you know guys that couldn't compete. The, yeah. the local towns couldn't compete. So there's places that, if you take a state like Texas that's really spread out. There are literally towns where. Five towns have one single point to shop, and that's a Walmart, and they have to go, you know, 10, 15, 20 miles to get to it. But that's everybody else has left business. So if you have that kind of a spread, and then that point of retail now doesn't carry ammunition, and you're out in rural Texas, which, you know, everybody shoots and has guns out there, yeah, they don't have that point of purchase anymore. So now they're, you know, they're looking online or, or other places. And so it's a massive impact to, the market and there's a lot of numbers floating around about the size and the volume of of business you know hundreds of millions of dollars worth of business that is mm-hmm. but the thing that i think is amazing about it is the points of retail and what it what it does what does it say to the country what does it say to your consumer base you know think about the walmart consumer and yeah. how many of those people are hunters and outdoorsmen and women and and but you gotta you gotta think that their decision to do that was solely economical I mean, apparently there was, there's a loss leader there for them with the ammunition and they just decided, you know, not to carry it anymore. I, I can't think that, that they're, you know, it's solely a political, you know, statement, like just like their decision to stop carrying AR style rifles, Yeah, you know, it, it was purely a economical decision. If they were making money at either of those, then we would still con- continue to see them at Walmart. Boy, there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation back and forth, and that you know the the thing that it enters in this conversation is you know Dick Sporting Goods is do, doing the same thing. Obviously, it's not as big of as, as an overall impact to the nation, but mm-hmm. it's it's the same kind of thing. It's like you're a sporting goods store. You had st- you know stores that weren't just golf and running equipment. It was Dick Sporting Goods, and you had yeah. the field and shrink stores lines that they opened as well, and. And to be stepping almost completely out of ammunition at this point, they they pulled the black rifles off the shelf also after the shootings and right. But and, but uh, I, I really feel that Dick's was a political statement. I feel that what they did they were they were actually trying to make a political statement, and they thought that that was going to be better. 
I mean, it was a political, but it was also a financial because I think they felt that people would get on their side and, you know, start buying their brand, you know, more. Sure. Um, well, it's a, it's definitely a, it's definitely a gamble. And I think on the Walmart thing, you know, there's the shootings in the stores and, and there's the concern there. We see the kind of the opposite response to evil and danger. Like we see in other places around the country that, well, we'll, we'll back further out of it. We'll prevent people from carrying, we'll prevent people from doing anything to protect themselves in the store rather than say, we're going to make sure that the store is protected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember I was telling somebody at some point, I, when you travel to the Philippines and you go to Manila, if you go to Starbucks to buy a coffee in downtown Manila, there is an armed guard with a semi-automatic or automatic rifle there to protect the people at Starbucks because they don't, you know, nobody can carry weapons in the Philippines in the city. Right. So, so the company has taken action to make sure they protected their, their residents, but mm-hmm. you don't, that's the piece that's missing from the, the action that's taken is, well, we want to make sure that we prevent guns from entering the store, which they're not doing anything to prevent guns from entering the store from a per- person that's hiding it to come in mm-hmm. and do anything with sure. one number. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not securing the premises or protecting the premises either. They're so not it's, providing it's just, an alternative safety mode where they're saying, all right, if you can't carry, then we're not going, you know, we're not providing additional security right. because you're not carrying. They're just saying you, you can't carry here and enter at your own right. risk. Well, and I just got to, you just got to figure that, you know, you wait and see what the American population does. And we're seeing more and more people that are just kind of accepting, well, kind of whatever. And I'm, I'm all for the side of saying, Hey, a business can do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. it should be that way. we, sh- we shouldn't tell a business that they can or can't do something. And the impact should be whether I choose to put my money into that business or not. Absolutely. But the dollars should speak. Yeah. So, and I've always been behind that, that concept, you know, it's, it's free business, fair market, you run your business how you see fit, and if you do successful, then great. If if you don't, then the market has spoken. Right, sure, sure. And it'll be interesting to see what the keep, market does. Keep government out of it. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And I think that I think that you wait and see what the uh, you know when as it rolls out, which will be the first part of next year. Um, and it's you're already seeing the impacts in the in those stores, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, right here where I just up the road from where I'm at was one of the one of the foiled foiled plans of somebody going into a Walmart within that same several day window. Yeah. You know, right up the road, but somebody, somebody confronted that right out outside. Of course, those, those don't make as much news story as the guys that don't get stopped, but no, of course not. But, yeah, um, but you know what? Just, I never bought ammo at Walmart anyway. I don't know that I ever did either. I'm not going to so. say never. I mean, there was an occasion where I might have bought, you know, a box here, a box there, but probably it, 22 shells. It wasn't my main you know, you know where I would go to. Uh, this is where I got to go get my ammo. Is Walmart? It never, never was that. And yeah. the fact that they stopped selling it, unless you know, I'd have seen. I would never would have known that they stopped selling it. And but still, it doesn't affect my decision to go shop at Walmart because I still go, you know, for other things. Because I mean, again, you know. They, well, that's what they're banking on as a as a business from the business side. They say, well, yeah, we don't. Sell but that's what here. I'm that's saying. I don't think sorry. ammo was a big. You know, it was. I think it was a loss leader for me. I think they were losing money on the ammo sales, and you know, it's, they're like, "Is this really going to make or break us not to carry ammo anymore?" Yeah, I don't think they were losing money because I know what people were charging them. Nobody was getting a better price than them. But um, if it's a hassle that doesn't impact them financially, that they don't have to worry about, you know, that's the discussions we've had internal to the industry. Yeah. Are you know why? 
what is the statement they're actually trying to make? And if, if they're not trying to make a statement other than a business decision, that's, that's the deal. But they haven't necessarily made that statement either. No, because they even said, you know, as far, you know, we don't, uh, we don't encourage you to carry in our stores, but we're not going to stop you if you do. Right. You know, I've heard that also. Yeah. I carry in there all the time. You know, I carry in, in a lot of places that you're not, well, I'm not gonna say that you're not supposed to, but don't welcome it. And they never know I'm carrying. Because I don't, I don't make a big deal about it. And as long as you're not going in there being a dick about it and trying to be flamboyant and showboatish about it, then you know it's better off for everybody if you don't do that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of you know conceal and be prepared and do your thing and be trained and and all of those things. And right. the, the idea is it's concealed for a reason. So on it right now. Yeah. We sure. got joiners. You want to be on a podcast? Hey, where are you going? <laughs> People are actually working today. Yeah. So let's go to our next one. That's a good one. Good jack wagon. Uh, we're going to go to Kenny Ortega now. And Leadhead Kenny sends this one in. As atheist group demands illegal post-game prayer be stopped. And illegal is in, in quotes. At the end of every single football game at Cameron High School in Missouri, players gather at the 50-yard line and take a knee, bow their heads, and pray. But after an atheist group noticed that school-sponsored prayers, it's in quotes, were taking place at the end of every game, they flipped out, sending a letter to the school district demanding that illegal prayer be stopped. Oh, my gosh. Now the Missouri district is launching an investigation into the so-called criminal action, blaming the coaches for supposedly coercing or forcing the students into participating in a religious act. The group is known as the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Their attorney sent a letter to the school district with their demands. We ask that the district commence an investigation of the complaints alleged and take immediate action to stop any and all school-sponsored prayers or religious worship. FFRF attorney Christopher blah, blah, blah wrote. Uh, So, I mean, when I was, and again, a whole different age, I mean, before and after the games, there was always a prayer. I mean, even in the big movies, the football movies, what do you see? I mean, that's some of the most motivational scenes in those movies are when they're in there getting the, you know, the, the prayer, the motivational prayer. Um, but again, I mean, school, what's school sponsored about this? If the players want to do it, they can do it. I'm sure if they don't want to do it, they don't have to do it. Uh, and that's, these, the, the, these atheists, if they don't want to take part in it, don't go, you know, don't say a prayer. Forever. It's been that way. It's been, you know, if you want to be part of it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. And and it's going to be offered. And it's the same with the Pledge of Allegiance and the same with all those things and why somebody thinks that they're they're forced or coerced into doing something. I mean, maybe that's the case in this particular case, but I would bet it's not. I guarantee you it's not. It says, in fact, the head coach, his name's Jeff Wallace and assistant coach Dave Stuckey have said that it's not uncommon for opposing teams to take a knee and pray along with the Cameron players. Super threatening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just mind your own business. I mean, these kids, unless one of them is actually complaining about it and saying they're being forced to do it, then We've shut really, the hell up really and stay out of their business. What's great about freedom. Right? They've forgotten what's great about freedom. I mean, don't yeah. we have the freedom of religion? Don't we have the freedom of speech? Don't we have? No, we don't, really. Disagree and believe whatever the hell you want, but mind your own business. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that that's from Kenny. So good one, Kenny. Appreciate you sending that one in. And our next one comes from Austin, Leadhead Austin. 
And he starts this one as he starts every email he sends to me. He says, howdy, howdy, lefty. I was watching my local news and some footage of some jack wagons who were robbing and assaulting food assaulting food truck owners, and I noticed that one of the weapons they were using was an AR-15, I believe, but it had no magazine. I wish the food truck owners had the knowledge to notice that. Check it out. So he provides a link here, and uh, if you guys just Google food truck assault or something like that, you'll find it. Um, but in a nutshell, these two uh, thugs are going around and, and robbing uh, not only food trucks, but I think people just out in public, too, and stealing their money. And they were groping them as they, I guess they were checking to see if they had stuff on them, get, you know, copping a fill. Um, I don't think they actually raped anyone. But uh, they were using AR-15s, and you can see there's some video footage. There's some surve- surveillance video footage. Uh, and sure enough, dude does not have a magazine in, in his AR. And I didn't see what the other guy was carrying, but it didn't look like he had one either. Um, not to say they couldn't have had a round in the chamber, you know, they still could have had a round. So, I mean, anytime somebody's flashing a gun at you, you, I mean, you don't want to risk it. You don't want to call their bluff. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, jack wagons for, um, you know, taking advantage of these people. And, you know, if he didn't have a magazine in there, <laughs> even, I mean, you're going to break the law. You might as well break the, uh, the magazine law too. If it, you know, if there's no 30 round magazines allowed in your, your area, why not go for broke? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho? Yes. Definite Jack wagons. Um, I got a couple more there on the screen. You want to take one of those? Let's see. How about the main man? That one seems pretty hilarious. Let's see if I can open it. If it'll let me open it on my other screen here so I can see everything. And this one comes to us from Jeffrey Haddix also. Leadhead Jeffrey. Leadhead Jeffrey's been active, so thank you, Jeffrey, for sending these in. And if any of you others have uh, jack wagons you want to send, talkinglead at gmail.com. Just put in the subject jack wagon and send me a link uh, to who you're nominating. We'll read it on, read it on air. Van Buren, Maine. Small town. <laughs> See, the, the headline is Main Man Killed When He Opens His Own Handgun Booby Trap Door. <laughs> and Maine as in the um, the, the state of Maine. The state. The yeah. state of. Not like he's Maine. the main man, you know. But. Oh, not the main man. Maybe it was the main man. Um, small town in an extreme northeast corner of the state, hard against St. John River, which forms the U.S.-Canadian border in that part of the continent. That's interesting way to explain where it's at. Okay. Uh, I think it's a BBC. Uh, uh, my case. Let's see. One of those contraptions involved. So he, he had a variety of homemade security devices. One of the contraptions involved a handgun that was set to fire if anyone opened the front door. Uh, perhaps forgetting about the booby trap, he opened that door Thursday night. The door device worked exactly as designed and shot him when he opened it, according to the 65-year-old. Uh, after the 65-year-old dialed 911, officer, officer shows up, arrives on the scene, uh, provided emergency medical assistance. He later died at the hospital. <laughs> so God died from his own booby trap. Remember where you put your booby traps is the theme of the story. <laughs> right. If you're going to set a booby trap, remember where you put it. And the pictures of it, I mean, there's a lot of work and thought put into this. Uh, it looks pretty, it looks like one of those cause and effect models, you know, yeah. 
where you drop the ball in the wheel and the wheel turns and then the ball goes There's down this thing and it trips something else and then it trips something else and it and that's kind of what it looks like it's set up to do. <laughs> it looks pretty elaborate. Yeah. What gun is that? Is that is that just a I think they just that's not the actual it's like a bolt action twenty two caliber pistol is what it looks like to me. That's funny. Maybe and maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know. So you guys can just Google main man killed when he opened his own handgun booby trap door, something along those lines, and it'll come up. Um, but yeah, moral of the story here is know where you put your booby traps. And <laughs> I wonder if he's one of these guys that was planning on going on a big shooting spree and then he was booby trapping his apartment, you know, for the police when they come back later. And then he, for- he actually forgot his ammo. So he was going back to get his ammo. <laughs> he got shot. Who knows? He died. We'll never know. I guess that's, that's a perfect Darwin award right there too. You know, yeah, don't your ammo. like that. Very good. So uh, I think that we've got a few more here, but um, I think we got the main ones. Oh, I did want to point out New Zealand because we talked about this uh, before. You remember when they had the big um, Muslim shooting there and that spurred a nationwide ban on every gun that he used in that, that shooting massacre? Uh, and then New Zealand has since become, you know, California, I guess, in a sense. But they they implemented this gun buyback. So they, as a citizen there, you had so much time to turn in your guns, uh, or I guess you know, then you're going to be considered illegal, and they're going to come after you. And it's been my understanding that the majority of the people have been very uh, resistant to this. Um, so they they posted a thing online. New Zealand posted. Uh, a thing for you to, you know, post your information, basically who you are, where you live, what you're, you know, what you're going to be turning in. And they didn't secure that. And criminals have been getting access to where these people live and going in and potentially, you know, stealing these, these firearms and putting these people's lives in danger. Very irresponsible of New Zealand in their knee jerk reaction to, um, to that massacre. But yeah, I thought that was interesting too. I mean, more blowback from their uh, their gun ban. You generally get that with a knee jerk reaction on things that are based not on anything legitimate, based on emotion rather than but it's, logic. It's interesting and hopeful to me to see that there is a line where people say that's we're just not okay with that from yeah. the government. Yep. So, have you got any more jack wagons? Um, I don't. Okay. Nope. Well, we'll. I'm sure uh, there's a long list out there, but no, I don't have another one. Yeah, I so said we got several more here, but we need to we need to move on. We want to get to our our heroes. So, Gunny, get that train out of here, and make room for Lead Force One, Force one and our Lead Head Brigade hero, Ghost. Bring that plane in. Ghost of Triton has spoke. All right, so the plane is taxiing in, and I'm going to start with our guest today. He's got a, a couple of heroes that he would like to acknowledge and that we're going to give a ride on Lead Force One. So, Casey, who are your Leadhead Brigade heroes? Um, I have two. Um, these are folks I talk about often, um, and they both are kind of forefront of the mindset because they both got some big things going on right now, but... Uh, the Outdoor Association of True Heroes, or Oath, Inc., um, they're actually based out of Texas. 
Um, good friend of mine, Gary Bartels, runs that. Former West Point grad, and I know and, Gary. Um, yeah, Army vet, good dude. Gary and I have hung uh, out a few few uh, shooting events. Yeah, yeah, Gary's fantastic, and um, he is in the process right now of uh, he's got some Gold Star kids that he's got out on hunts. Um, they do a lot of things with vets specifically, and they've got a couple things going on for some TV shows that Oath is part of that they're getting some of the kids out there from the gold star families, which is a really cool project they've got going on. I've seen some of the pictures he's been posting and, and today we're recording today on, um, on giving Tuesday. So, um, my, my couple heroes are both uh, nonprofits that have some giving opportunity, but, um, Oath Inc. Check those guys out. They're a fantastic organization. They got chapters spreading out around the country and, and more vets joining the group all the time. So they are, uh, Good, good guys, good people, and and you know Gary's the real deal. Absolutely. The second one yeah. I have is um, the ladies at Wheelchairs for Warriors. Uh, I think you know them too, Heidi Hansing and Crystal Laramore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've uh, we've had a, a chance to spend quite a bit of time with them, and they have found another uh, located another recipient in need of a wheelchair that they're raising money for, and they're doing a big push today. Uh, here on Tuesday, but through the holiday season, they'll be raising money for um, for another veteran who has a need. And generally, these vets have to be wounded in combat, uh, in the line of duty, and it's a it's generally a special need where they can't just a wheelchair doesn't do it. In other words, right. uh, they've got a mobility situation where they've got to have something specific. And so, wheelchairs for warriors will do all the measurements, understand the lifestyle of the person, and you know if it's as extreme as hey they just they're literally bedridden and can't get in and out of their house then they can go down that route if it's you know somebody's just having trouble um the first one that they did that i was got to be a part of the the given the shit the chair out the guy had taken around to the head uh special and it really messed up his mobility um he could do certain things but he was confined to a chair but he he needed to be able to take care of his kids and reach tall places. And so they built a chair that would stand him up and lift him up and do all the stuff he needed to do. So very cool, really cool organization, wheelchairs for warriors. Um, check those guys out. And is that their website? Will will chairs for warriors. Let's see, I'll pull it up here just to make sure. Yeah. Cause I'm I sure some it. of the uh, lead heads would, would love to go and donate to that. I'll give them a link here. Wheelchairs for warriors.com is theirs and oathinc.org is, uh, is Gary's. Gary's. Very cool. And like I said, Gary and I, uh, we were together during a couple of Charlie's uh, yeah, world record attempts. Charles. Yeah. So Gary's Gary's group was supported by a television show called, um, what is that show called? Yeah, we had them on when we were out there too. So we introduced those guys. Um, was it Red something? The Ultimate Hunt. The yeah. Ultimate Hunt. The Ultimate um, Hunt, right. Is the name of their show. It started on Outdoor Channel. It's moved over to Pursuit for this next year. Um, Pioki's the title sponsor of that TV show as well, and and that show um, proceeds benefit Oath directly. So a lot of lap, a lot of lines here overlap, which is a part of our strategy to right. really have and in the in, rather than just throwing money at things from a marketing perspective, really having a strategy to just get out and get the message in front of folks. So they'll be shooting Pioki ammo all year and. Sweet. I was lucky enough to go on a bear hunt with them recently that'll air on the next uh, season here going into next year. And and um, we're hoping they get a chance to come out here to the factory and shoot a turkey, too. So Heck it should yeah. be fun, man. So you, you just have turkeys running around the factory? Is that... <laughs> oh, we can talk about that when we get to the uh, Okay, the okay. We'll talk about that. So, yeah, I got that on the list. We'll talk about that. 
So, yeah, definitely, definitely worthy of the Leadhead Brigade heroes and a ride on Lead Force One, both of those organizations. Yeah, great, folks. So our next one comes to us from Leadhead Border Bandit, and he's, he writes, he says, Hey, Marty, which some of you may not know that that's my, my name. My real name's Marty. Who's <laughs> <It's> Marty? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, some people call me Lefty, too. I have a suggestion for a hero. I just finished listening to the Frog Logic podcast, episode number 18. Not familiar with that one. Uh, where they interviewed Josh Vidal, an Atlantic City, New Jersey police officer who can only be described as being a miracle after recovering from a gunshot wound to the head in such a way that only about one in 400 survive. Listening to his story, he is self-described leadhead. <laughs> As the bullet is still in his brain. Okay, I get that. Good one. Uh, who knows? This badass motherfucker might, just might, take charge of the hero segment. Keep up the good work. So, just a quick background on who Josh Vidal is. And this happened several years ago. Uh, there was some sort of an incident that happened at the Caesars there in Atlantic City. And uh, Josh and his partner got out to confront the assailants. Josh obviously took one in the head, and then his partner took one of the guys down, and the others fled. And I think they since uh, booked and charged those guys, and some of them are serving like 32 years in, in prison. Uh, but Josh has done uh, a lot of great things um, despite his handicap. He started an organization, a nonprofit organization. Uh, you know, and he, he's helping out uh, in ways. and But, yeah, uh, definitely uh, Josh Vidal deserves a, a seat on Lead Force One and uh, the title of Lead Head Brigade Hero. So thank you for sending that in Border Bandit. And I don't know if you want me to read your real name or not, but we'll just leave it at Border Bandit for right now. Lead Head Border Bandit. And then I had one more here, and it's along those lines as well, if I can find it. I got so many windows open. Here we go. So this happens in uh, California, and it's an off-duty California police officer attacked by teens after helping woman who said phone was stolen. And uh, this is on foxnews.com. You guys can Google this. I'm sure it'll come up several different places. Uh, it says, an off-duty police officer who stepped in to help a woman who claimed her phone had been stolen was attacked by a group of teenagers. And uh, I wouldn't say a group of teenagers. I would say a pack of thugs at a busy outdoor shopping center in California on Black Friday. And there's video footage of this, too, and you can you can go watch it. It's just, uh, uh, I mean, it's just baffling, you know, how kids are acting. This is the assault, which was captured on video, happened around 8 p.m. Uh, at, at this mall in Oakland. The police department said Monday a woman seen in surveillance video wearing white clothes approached a group of teenagers that accused them of taking her cell phone minutes earlier. Uh, and I'm just going to recap. So watching the video, the teens start pushing this lady and getting physically violent with her. Uh, and you, you can see mall, the mall police. I don't know if they're called mall police or what they're called nowadays, uh, but they had the vest on. So they were there and around, but they weren't doing anything. They weren't intervening. And then this off-duty cop approaches. And, of course, I guess they didn't know he was an off-duty uh, cop. Stepped in to try to help her and protect her. Uh, and I think he was taking uh, some photos of the kids to try to get evidence, you know, to he wasn't trying to confront them in any way. But one of the kids saw that he was taking the pictures of them 
and then that's when they started getting um, uh, physically violent with him. And, I mean, just like a pack of wild dogs, they just all started jumping in on him and kicking him and punching him and abusing him while the, the freaking mall cops are just standing around watching, for one. Uh, but this guy, turned, I mean, he's okay. I don't think he was uh, anything major. He had a broken finger and some other things like that. Uh, you know, but the fact that, you know, he was off duty, he didn't have to do this, stepped up to help um, this innocent person uh, was, you know, that's a hero. That's the definition of a hero right there. Uh, you know, through through no regard to his own personal safety, he had a gun. He could have pulled a gun on these kids. He didn't. He refrained from doing that. Uh, so, you know, tremendous self-restraint when he probably would, would have or could have been justified uh, in doing that. Um, but, yeah, definitely, and I don't know if it has a name on here or not, but this guy is uh, on the, the – here we go. Officer Greg B. He didn't want his real name, I think, to be to be known, so they left it out. Um, but Officer Greg B., welcome to the Leadhead Brigade Hero Lead Force 1. So very good. And then the, the mall cops are jack wagons. I'm throwing them on the, the jack wagon train. So, they probably have no uh, no weapons. Generally, they don't. They, they yeah, but still, but still, they could have gone yeah, in and intervened and broke it up. And watch a lady get attacked by kids is pretty crazy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that does it for our planes and trains segment. So get that plane out of here. And we want to talk Fioki now with okay, our good buddy with our good buddy Casey and, and Ammo and you know with our, our lead head or not our lead, but with our AK corner and you know hunting season coming up and you know, our 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 listeners are interested in, in ammunition. What's the best ammo for the best situation? Uh, Fioki has been in this business for a long time. I can remember being a you know a, a kid uh, going to the store with my dad and him buying ammo and you know him picking up Fioki and of course I couldn't say Fioki then it was Fiocchi, you know, <laughs> whatever it might be. I don't even think my dad knew how to say it, <laughs> so I grew up saying it wrong to begin with, but. Uh, Talk about the the history of Fioki. Give us a high level history of Fioki. Yeah, and I'm I'm probably not the best history major of the Fioki company that goes way back. That's you know there's some heritage back there into uh, into the World Wars and and uh, a factory being attacked and utilized for wartime. Um, you know under Mussolini there was there's some really cool history I know with the company similar as there was to um, to Beretta and some of the other companies in the space and in, in Europe that are still in the industry today. Um, from our standpoint on the U.S. side, Fioki being a family-owned company and, you know, in, in the industry, if you're in the industry or, or been around the industry, it's, it, you know, up until just recently, it's never been uncommon to go to a show anywhere in the industry and speak to someone directly with the last name Fioki, with uh, with Carlo and Pietro kind of running the show from the Fioki side on the U.S. side for years and years. Um, and... And, you know, there's a lot of things that have gone on at Fioki recently, and there's a lot of questions out there about, you know, is Fioki good? Is it not good? Are they are they still here? What's going on? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And, you know, you and I have both seen this in the industry from time to time as change comes. It's it generates this kind of this ripple effect of what is actually happening. And there's a lot of crazy stuff that's gone on in our industry. So I think it's a justified question to say, hey, when you see a lot of change, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So let, we can kind of clear the air on that um, a little bit. Fiocchi has been in business since 1876 in Italy. Wow. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and in the U.S. since the 1980s. And so, you know, that's some of the history aspect of, of the Fiocchi piece. There's also other um, offices around the world in New Zealand and Argentina and the U.K. So Fiocchi is really a global company. Um, that's not necessarily a small company. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of in that number five spot on the U S market, taking the full size of Fioke into account. So, um, it's a well-known brand. It's a brand I've always known about since the time I was a kid also. And, yeah. and, uh, known about obviously in the industry, you pay attention to the Fioke brand. Um, the company's done a great job of the family's done an amazing job, you know, family owned company up until just under two years ago since 1876 so that's that in itself very impressive very cool um you know great history for a company like that and they have built a brand around their last name and and the product has been solid uh consistent um fair priced product for years and years and um you know, here a couple of years ago, a private equity firm bought the majority of the company. The family still retains 40%. That's something most people don't know. Okay. Um, if, if they know that they've sold it all. Um, right. I, I don't the, think I realized that. I think maybe you and I had talked about it a while back, but it didn't really sink in. But uh, well, the, you, fund, the fund is based in <clears throat> out of Europe. They've got um, owners spread out around the world, even some here in the U.S., but they, they are based out of Europe. And so it's... Um, I think it's just one of those things that didn't hit the news really hard here. And, and mm -hmm. they did a really smart thing. In my opinion, they spent the last 18, 20 months learning about the market, the global ammo market, the, the U S based ammo market, how it works, how it operates and, and how to make some changes and adjustments to do what they want to do, which is, you know, whenever a, a, a fund or a firm buys a company, uh, they want to grow it. And, so it generates a lot of investment, a lot of opportunity for the company to go to a brand to go to the next level. So from a business perspective, it's it's really exciting times for Fiocchi um, with the family still having involvement and seats at the board and, and a stake in the ownership. It's it's still got a lot of the heritage aspect tied to it that hasn't gone away. And and, um, you know, one of my first things showing up was, I, you know, how do we not screw up all the things that are great about Fiocchi and then still add things that are going to take Fiocchi to the next level? So. We have a bunch of things going on right now. We've got a new website that will hit right around the SHOT Show time, complete rework of the website. Some brand evolution. I'm not going to say a change of the brand or a rebrand. It's really an evolution to the brand. So mm -hmm. a lot of it will look really familiar, but it will it will take a shift and, and kind of be upgraded. Um, complete packaging rework is coming uh, about in the middle of the end of first quarter next, uh, next year. Okay. Uh, you know, some new systems internally. They took the sales office for Fioki has always been out in Boulder City on the U.S. side in uh, Vegas, actually just down the road from where the, um, the, sh the range event will be when we're out there in January. They, uh, the fund made the decision to close that office and move everything to Ozark, Missouri, because that's where production is. So our manufacturing facility is in Ozark. So it, to them, it was like, hey, we need to get sales and production on the same sheet of music and get them in the same spot so strategy can be be put together and take this to the next, you know, next level. Right. And that was how I came in the mix back in, in June was that shift of the sales office to Missouri. Of course, most people in Boulder city have families and lives and things there. That's not as easy to just pack up and move just cause. 
So yeah. um, a lot of the sales function is a new group of faces and folks. Now they're not new to the industry, but new to Fioki. And um, I reconstructed a team here, and and that team is up and running. And you know the thing, yet you know other than that, our sales team. If you walk around Fioki, you run into people that have been here thirty plus years, twenty five plus years, twenty plus years. Um, it's got a lot of longevity with the people that work here. They've enjoyed working for the family and and a family owned company that's got some legs in the industry and some. Right. some Reminds me a lot of Buck, you know, when we, were, does, when we were going through Buck and you know talking about you know four generations of uh, you know family owned business there and uh, the people that go to work there don't leave. You know, they stay there right. and you know they lots well, they, and lots of uh, tenured people there. It is special and it is special and I take it seriously internally that we don't, you know, omit what's special about Fioki and all the history. You know, it was way before I was around or, you know, my parents and grandparents were around, frankly. So to take something that's got that longevity in, in the world market or in the, especially in the U.S. market is yeah. it's pretty great. So now um, you know that there uh, there's a, a Netflix series that. Uh, I don't know if they actually film it in Ozark, but you know the characters are supposedly <laughs> living. It's called it's called Ozark, and it's got what, J- Justin Bateman in it, and or Jason Bateman. Um, it's yeah. a good show. Yeah, uh, it is. It's intriguing. I've uh, made it through all the active episodes and that. Of course, everybody when I was moving here, I physically live in the town of Ozark, so um, it's. Uh, so is it is it like the TV show? Is Ozark kind of like? Oh, I'm that? sure there's places. And, <laughs> get off the beaten path that could be similar it's, but that's it's kind of a vacation people. place right it well lake of the ozarks it's about an hour and a half of here there's a lot that's that's framed around that lake yeah um, said ozarks sits 20 minutes north of branson which is you know a lot of people know branson missouri that's it's kind of a vegas for old people a lot of theater and and there but there's table rock lake down there which is really picturesque and beautiful um but the plant sits right at the head end top of the of where the Ozark Mountains start in Missouri. So it's a really beautiful spot, actually. We'll have to get you out here to see it. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to get a get a tour out there. But yeah, you know, squirrel moment there. You know, it just made me think of the that TV oh, show. Yeah, it and comes up a lot. See if lot. see if maybe you'd seen any of those uh, people out there filming. Uh, yeah. Well, the uh, I hear a lot of it's filmed in Georgia. I don't know why that's the case. You know, and that that's the thing where a lot of these are it's happened in one place, but they actually film it, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. But Georgia's been huge in the, the T V and film industry lately. Kind of like East East Hollywood now, that Atlanta area. Yeah. A lot of stuff uh, being filmed there. But uh again, squirrel moment. Let's get back on track. So uh the ammunition, what would you say Fioki uh as far as the ammunition? I mean, shotgun uh ammunition definitely uh you know, when I, I hear Fioki, I think a shotgun yeah. Growing up in growing up in Idaho, um, I thought of Fiocchi as a shotgun company. Uh, most people west of the Mississippi say Fiocchi. Um, <laughs> Fiocchi. So yeah, you know, just sounding the word out and, and don't really know it know it. But even people in the industry that have been around forever, even people that have met Carlo and Pietro Fiocchi will call it Fiocchi sometimes. So it's it's kind of interesting. We we play on that. It's a discussion starter. Um, I would say. My impression since I got here and really from being in the industry is that most people know Fioki for um, premium shot shell, really in the sporting clay and trap in the competitive side of shot shell. And they know us pretty well for that. Yeah, I would say we dominate there. Fioki was the first company in the industry to, to really build a high grade focused shot shell product for pheasants. Um, now everybody's got one, but 
Um, I was at ATK when we launched the Prairie Storm product up there, but Fioki had kind of started that with nickel-plated shot at uh, um, with a product called Golden. It has a humongous following, um, I've found, since I got here. Yeah. Um, we build a full line of waterfowl loads that are fantastic. Um, that's you know zinc-plated steel and, and really high-grade product. Mm-hmm. I don't know that a lot of people know that. Um, so that's, that's something that's here. We do everything from four, six to, um, four fifty four and, uh, and, you know, 300 wind mag. And, you know, there's some of those that are missing. We don't do three thirty eight Lapua, at least not on the U S side. Mm-hmm. Something that, you know, there's other things to add to it, but for the most part, we got a pretty robust and full center fire line and a, and a fantastic shot shell, shot shell line. And, um, you know, we build a, build a lot of products here in, in Missouri, so very cool. It's a good, it's a good segue. Along the, yeah, along those lines, I think this would be a good time for now. It's time for the talking lead back to fight the myths with our guest Casey Betzel. So Casey, what is yeah, what is your fact to fight the myth? Well, myself included, um, when I joined the team here, there was some there's some things here at Fioki that most I believe most people don't know. Um, and I would say that the number one thing we run into uh, with our sales team out running around the country is that most consumers believe that Fiocchi is a product that's imported from Italy, uh, 100%. Um, um, I think there's there's a lot of people even right down the road here in Springfield, you know, up the road three miles that don't know the factory is here. The factory sits on 280 acres in the Ozark Hills in Missouri and, wow. and 85 to 88% of the product that goes to the U.S. market is manufactured here at this plant with a hundred American workers that get up and go to work every day to build ammo and, and put it in boxes and ship it out to all the biggest distributors and chain stores in America and small dealers in America. I think that's something that a lot of people don't know. And while we have a partnership with the Italian, you know, home base, really, there's some components that come from there. Some of the holes come from Italy, but we get components from other places around the world and we get shot from, China, we get shot from right up the road in Missouri. We get depending on what the product is, and sure. and it's a lot of the places, a lot of the other ammo manufacturers in America get their components. We're in vertical integration phase right now, and building some of our own bullets right here on property, and and um, and looking at uh, you know some acquisitions in the space. So that's it's there's a lot going on right here in the U.S. And if you showed up out here, you know another you know thing I think people expect is they show up expect to see a bunch of Italians working in the U S <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we have, we have one guy here that is, you know, firmly was born and raised in Italy that moved over here as a student and has been here ever since. Yeah. Um, outside of that, it's probably it's got some, of, some Italian descent people, you know, that are working for you, but yeah, sure. Cause that's, um, you know, no, no more than, the I mean, I didn't realize it. that. Yeah I, yeah. I was thinking that, you know, it was Italian, you, you know, you bring stuff in and, um, and you're just like a distributing it from there, but you're actually making the ammunition in Missouri, American yep. jobs, man. It's uh there's some still, still some calibers, some of the Euro caliber stuff we import in. Um, there's some nine millimeter we import in, but you know, there's, there's a ton of product you, that's manufactured. Are you exporting from the U S yep, we okay. are. Yep. And, and that's starting to increase. Um, you know, if you come visit the factory, Marty, it's the, the manufacturing piece sits on the center of 280 acres and it's crawling with whitetail and turkeys and a stocked pond. And it's, it's is that how you test your ammo? (laughs) (laughs) We should, we should. Um, 
No, it's, have you got uh, your own your own testing grounds right there? We do, yeah, it's gorgeous too. But we we sit out on the porch when it's you know in between phone calls or when we're on a cell phone. And uh, it was an old dairy farm, and so the office I'm sitting in is is the original dairy farmhouse. Oh, from that's cool. Years ago, and they've added on to it several times. To and it's but everybody's in offices in here right now. Um, we expect that to change in the near future, but it's it's been here forever, and the old original. You know, hand cut logs are built into the walls, and oh, cool. it's it's really it's a really cool place. It really is, and uh, we love uh, love being here. So. Well, I have to come up, and we'll do like a live tour so we can yeah. show all the leadheads. Love to have you. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, I always wanted to go to you know I've I've heard about the Ozarks, and you know, uh, is is it that where that wasn't where Dirty Dancing occurred, was it? I don't know. Wasn't that where that lodge know. was in Dirty Dancing? Was the the Ozarks? Uh, it could be. That could be true. I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I would love to come up. Uh, we definitely uh, need to make that happen. Yeah, do it. You're not really. You're really not that far away either. When you're home, that is. Yeah. So um, now you're making ammunition for you know obviously hunters. Uh, you've got some you know good um, just go out plinking kind of ammo. Are you guys are you guys looking at the competition? Are you are you designing ammo for comp- the competition shooter out there? I mean, other than the shotgun world. So I, I would say our lineup of, of pro shooters out there is is really unrivaled, which is kind of interesting also because you know Fioki's not the biggest in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but Diane and Ryan Muller, Diane and Ryan Muller, um, are part of the Fioki shooting team and yeah. great and ambassadors to have also, uh, Diana has been doing a, a you know, great service for our, two, a community up there in Washington. Uh, so, you know, more power to her. Definitely. Yeah. She's runs the DC project and, and just does a fantastic job getting the message out. Um, her and her and her husband, Ryan are both competitive shooters and, and run Fioki products. Um, Jerry Michalik and, and Lena and Kay Michalik run our products in certain segments within um, within their three-gun shooting mm-hmm. um, competition and training. Jerry runs our shot shells. They'll be at um, at the event in Vegas and stop by the booth out there. Um, nice. We're, there's, there's some new folks that we're talking to. There's a ton of on the shotgun side um, in the competitive space of sporting clays from youth and, and women and male shooters. Um they're running Fioki product. I would say that we lead the way on the sporting clay side and uh, trap and skeet were really strong. Um, and that's probably where we're most well known. And, but we're opening, you know, opening up uh, partnerships going into next year that are exciting. We're pretty excited about that. We'll focus some more on the center fire side of our products and um, allow us to launch some premium products where we haven't had premium products before mm-hmm. and haven't the space, get into some calibers we haven't played with before and uh, bring some things to the shooting industry that are new and exciting, for yeah. sure. And and he's teasing guys to what uh, more than likely I'm not going to say a definite, but uh, we're going to get uh, some exclusives at Shot Show um, at the the Talking Lead Lead Quarters at Buck Knives booth. Yeah, we'll talk there at the booth um, on the 19th of January. There's an event, a range event that takes place the Sunday prior to Shot Show. Um, and our leadheads are familiar with that because I've gone to that. Was it the last three years that we've at least three? Yeah, I've been every year you've had it. So, so four. This will be four or five. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's uh, the Antares Alliance try and buy event, and um, Fioki sponsoring that event, and excited to um, excited to to get out there with our products and feature those products. 
um, and show people what they are. And the thing that's interesting about that event for the Leadheads listening is that at noon on that day, they actually open that event to the public, which, you know, SHOT Show isn't open to the public. So a lot of people are frustrated because they always wanted to get out there and see what SHOT Show is all about. And while we don't control SHOT Show or, you know, the Alliance doesn't control SHOT Show, they have an event where they're going to open the gates for, um, for civilians to walk in and, and have a chance to see some of these products that are being featured to the industry for the first time. So nice. that's, that's kind of cool. If anybody wants an excuse to go to Vegas, that's a good one. So tell so, them where that's going to be. So 19 January pro gun Vegas sits in Boulder city, just South of Las Vegas, about a 20 minute ride from Vegas, um, down to the pro gun club and, um, the interiors Alliance try and buy event will take place there all day. Uh, we'll start for nine and go to four thirty or five, I think. And, um, they'll open the gates at noon for, um, for non-industry people for 10 bucks, they can get in and shoot stuff and, and check out things and see everything. And you can't um, beat that. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. And we like that event from the Fioki standpoint, because there's a lot of flexibility there for the products we're going to be featuring. We needed that flexibility on the range to show the products in a specific way. Um, and really help people understand what what that product is designed to do, and and that's why a lot of people like it. If they can't get, there are some of the show, uh, companies that are going to be out there. Uh, Buck Knives will be there. Um, you were just with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, HK has partnered with us on the sponsorship, so HK is a brand everybody knows. Triarch Systems, Dead Air Suppressors, Dead Air Silencers, I think is their technical name. Yeah, they make a fantastic product. Um, Triarch does some custom uh, weaponry. They'll be they'll be there, partner with us. Tactical Games is um, made up of a core of sponsors, but it's kind of a competitive space. John Tegan uh, Tig is is one of their um, you know guys in that network, and he'll be out there. Cool. Uh, but we'll have – it sounds like the Mitchellix will make it out. Ryan and Dial will make it out. Um, Gatman and Chris Littlejohn will make it out. Um, and uh, we're hoping Travis Haley will be there to help us with stuff. So we, we should cool. have a, a heck of a good time there. And then, but, of course, uh, Lefty yeah, will be there. So you let hits sure. come out. If you're going to be in Vegas for SHOT Show, come out to the Antares uh, Try and Buy event. Just come out a day earlier. That's all you got to do. I mean, what's yep. you know what's another you know, 120 bucks on a hotel room or something? So come on out. Have a good time with us. And uh, you guys are going to be doing uh, another auction for Flioa. Is that right? Doing, raising some yep. money for, so for Flioa? You guys, your, your folks all know Bill Hampstead really well <laughs> at this point. And Bill is uh, part of that alliance network as the – from the FLIOA side. FLIOA is an organization, but it also has a foundation, the FLIOA Foundation. And so every year that event generates a, um, runs a silent auction. And a lot of the companies that are exhibiting mm-hmm. will throw products in that. So there's some really, really cool stuff that shows up in that auction. Yeah. And the several of our sponsors have stuff. chipped in on that, uh, that auction as well. So I'm sure we'll probably yeah, stuff. doing that again this year. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Always, always look forward to the Antares uh, Try and Buy event. And I'm glad that Fioki stepped up and um, is going to make it an even better event than it has been the past uh, in, in the years past. So looking forward. Yeah, Walther, Umarex, HK, Fioki. There's some brands out there that everybody knows that Buck yeah. Knives that will be uh, kind of carrying that torch from a company size perspective. And then there's there's a lot of the you know young up and coming brands out there that have got some really cool products that will be featuring their stuff at that event also. So it's a it's a cool event. It really is. Yeah. Very cool. And, and again, we are honored uh, that you guys have stepped up and uh, jumped on board with the, the Talking Lead podcast as an official sponsor. I mean, it's great to be in the company of, I mean, you mentioned some of the great names with the, the Mullers and 
the Mik- Mikuliks, I always say their name wrong. <laughs> it's like yeah. saying Fiocchi. Uh, yeah. Uh, tough. Yeah. Uh, and some other, you know, some other great names there. So it's nice to be in that company of, of individuals. So um, what I want to do now, Casey, is uh, I've uh, been doing this this giveaway to celebrate our 300th episode of Talking Lead. And now we're in 327. Jeez. Now we're 327 now. This started in episode 300, so uh, several months ago, and we've just been giving all kinds of awesome things away from our sponsors, friends of the show. Uh, I mean, we've given everything from uh, ASP flashlights to uh, gift cards from Glock to 1776 United. We even gave away a Rebel silencer from Dually Defense, uh, 22 silencer. Uh, we've pretty much given everything away up until this point. We've still got an X Steel Targets Gong, which is what we're going to be giving away now. Awesome. So, so what I did was I asked our listeners is like I did this video with uh, with one of their Texas stars, uh, and it was about three years ago that I did this YouTube video, and I asked them to go back find that video. And I'd done several videos with X Steel Targets, but this one in particular. Uh, and some of you found it, and I guess some of you didn't, <laughs> but uh, it's X Steel Targets Texas Star AR500 Target. I did it September the seventh, twenty twenty sixteen, and I asked you to go on there and say, "All right, who's in the video with me? What are we shooting? As far as gun wise, and then X Steel Target wise, what targets are we shooting at?" Uh, so some of you found, like I said, some of you found it. So I'm going to go through here now. Uh, Old Tennessean, Jason Edgar, Nick Dooley, Austin Whalen. Bald and Curious, Troy S, um, Slick Silverado, Michael Perry. Uh, and I don't care if you got the right answers or not. It was just a, a fact that you go and you, you leave a comment. You know, um, As you guys know, I'm very lenient on my contest here. So just to see that you're taking part, you know, that's what I'm looking for. So, so thank you guys for doing that. And I'm going to let, I'm going to let Casey pick our winner. And I'm going to go through here and assign number. Have you got like a random numberizer or something app or anything like that on your phone? Okay. I can pull one down. I can pull one up. Yeah. All right. So, so while he's pulling that up, um, we're going to go through and we're going to assign numbers. So, um, six Silverado's one, Michael Perry is two, O Tennessean is three, Jason Edgar is four, Nick Dooley is five, Austin Way is six. And Troy S is seven. So we got one through seven. One through seven. Okay. And your your randomizer. I did one. I have one actually going. An actual random number generator is running right now. Okay. And three. Th- three? Three is the number. Okay. So the winner of the X Steel Target gong that we're giving away is Old Tennessean. Yeah. And he says, Yeehaw, love my X Steel Target. There's a Texas Star, a Mini Classic Popper. Andrew shoots the Smith & Wesson M&P Pro 9mm. Casey is up next with the Glock 34. Then Marty with the SIG 226 MK25 9mm. A little back and forth work on the Mini Popper Star and Gongs. Then a J-Frame is demonstrated one-handed. Then Marty finishes off with one hit. Hashtag leadhead. Well deserving. So, old Tennessean, shoot me an email, talkinglead at gmail.com, and I'm going to put you in touch with Bud over at X Steel Targets, and we're going to get you that gong. 
So that's that that almost gets all of our giveaways for this 300 celebration, Casey. We've got one more with Caltech where we're giving away a CP33 pistol. And that that's awesome. that's the big one. So it's it's been like hell trying to get uh, my schedule and Chad's schedule, Chad Enos over at Caltech together yeah, and Matt. That is a tough two schedules to line up. That is a fact. <laughs> so we're we're going to announce that soon. I promise, Leadheads, uh, on what you're going to have to do to win that CP33 pistol. Uh, but I think you have to admit we've been giving away some awesome stuff, and in between that, we've been giving away items as well. We ran that big giveaway with Mission First Tactical here recently. And uh, it made 30 of you leadheads really happy with some tactical wallets and some tactical uh, dump trays. And if you weren't a winner, you can go and buy those now. They have those available on their website, and it's under the custom. And you can go there, and you can still make great gifts for the holidays, stocking stuffers uh, for your favorite leadhead. So make sure you go and check those out. And, you know, I was talking about Black Friday Cyber Monday sales. Keltec uh, has been running some awesome deals. If you've been checking their social media, you've been seeing their posts for discounts on RDBs, uh, shipping, all kinds of other things that they were running. I don't know that they still have those. Your time may be up on them. But keep checking. That's what I'm saying. Follow those that support this show, and you're going to benefit somehow, some way, whether it's through discount codes that we offer exclusive to our leadheads, whether it's deals that they're running. Uh, We're going to be giving away a starter kit. Uh, plus from modern Spartan system. So it's going to have all their cleaning uh, solutions in there, their accuracy oil. Uh, and then also they're going to throw in some of that TVT engine oil additive. Um, so we're going to be giving that away coming up soon for modern Spartan systems. And then you use that code TLCP15 to get 15% off. And then you're also going to, they're also going to donate 15% to Camp Patriot. Another very worthwhile veteran organization. That's TLCP15. Uh, makes great gifts. So go there, use that code. ASPUSA, use the code LED20. You're going to get 20% off any of their lights or light accessories. Uh, and that's LED20 at ASPUSA. First Tactical, uh, this is going to go to help benefit our, our good buddies over at the FLEOA, the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. Uh, you use the code FLEOA, F-L-E-O-A, you're going to get 25% off. That's huge. Uh, and they've got a, a great line of products over at First Tackle. Everything from apparel to knives to lights to boots, uh, all kinds of things, bags. Uh, and they're also going to donate a 10% to FLEOA. So 25% off and an additional 10% they're going to donate to FLEOA. Use that code F-L-E-O-A. Medicine in Bad Places, 20% off. Use the code Talking Lead. You get 20% off any of their, their medical products there, their IFACs. Uh, and if you use anything in their IFACs, this is amazing, Casey. If you use anything in their IFAC uh, kit, they will replace it free. Wow, that is crazy. That's crazy. And then use the code TALKINGLED15, and you're going to get 15% off any of their training courses. And you have to go to their website to see when and where they're going to be. Uh, but you can get 15% off by using Talking Lead 15 uh, on that. Uh, so those are some just immediate things you guys can take advantage of. Go show them love on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram. Let them know that you're lead heads. Buy these products. Support them. That's how we're able to bring you all these awesome deals, all these awesome companies uh, each and every episode. Great companies like Fioki now. 
I'm sure yeah. that I'm sure that we will have some things coming up in the near future with uh, with Fioki. So stay tuned for, for that. Sure. Dipstick Hydrographics, the Letties, the Talking Letty, Casey, the Evil Black Talk. Assault Mug keeps talking. your the Talking Letty keeps your drinks minutes colder than a Yeti. The Talking Letty, <laughs> get yours today. You guys, you guys go to Dipstick Hydrographics website. And you'll be able to order those there. We now have a wide variety of colors, not just the evil black one. Uh, I think there's red and green and silver and all kinds of different colors there. And there's two different sizes uh, that you can get. Makes great gifts. Uh, go there, get those. Of course, 1776 United, the official uh, T-shirts of Talking Lead. You can get the classic logo. You can get the Lead Head Brigade logo. Uh, and soon we're going to get the AK Corner logo uh, in shirts and patches as well. 1776 United. Uh, Buck Knives, they have been running some phenomenal deals uh, over the holiday. I think they've still got some things going on. Uh, if you're in Post Falls, Idaho, uh, or you want to go, you can go to their actual in-store there, and they are running some crazy deals on product there at their shop. And, uh, and it's, a nice, it's a nice store, too. Yeah, and it's uh, great. And they do public tours also, so they'll take you on a tour, too, if you want to do that. Oh. I would say that is one of the coolest tours in the industry I've ever done is that tour. Yeah. The stuff that they do in that facility. Fantastic building, good people, great products. Very, very impressive facility, especially when you get back where they're actually sharpening, hand sharpening the knives before they go to the customer. Yeah. I mean, just the whole process to go through and to see how a knife is made. It's it's amazing what all goes into it. It is. Uh, and, of course, the uh, presenting sponsors for the Talking Light AK Corner Century Arms. Sure, you go and show them some love. Uh, I mean, just check their website. I'm sure they've got some things going on there, but they've got uh, kind of like you guys, where they've got distributors. They don't really compete with their, you know, their distributors. So uh, check out who's carrying their products, and you're probably going to find some great deals. Your local gun store, your local gun dealer um, for Century Arms, Occam Defense, uh, also running some Black Friday, Cyber Monday holiday sales on the their swag. I think he offered a discount uh, on uh, some shipping and some some of their new 1775s. But go check them out, Occam Defense. Uh, I think I, I think that's everybody. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention, Casey, is um, working with Buck Knives. You know, it, it's been great working with those guys, and it's brought back a lot of memories. I don't think there's been anybody who listens to this show that you know their grandfather or their dad or you know great grandfather didn't have a Buck Knife. Uh, For sure. There's My been a person. yeah. There's been a new page started to uh, for the Buckmaster, the their 184, their 185 knife that they did. You know that Rambo looking knife, very iconic knife that that Buck made back in the 80s. And uh, it's the guy who wrote the book, Rich Nyman. I've had him on the show. You know he wrote the authorized history of the Buckmaster, the 184, the 185. He's he's the uh, head of that page, so. If you want to go join that Facebook page, it's just the Buckmaster. I think if you just Google Buckmaster, it'll come up there. And uh, there's a lot of enthusiasts that have started joining that page, posting their pictures, uh, a lot of unique ones that uh, you didn't know existed. Uh, but people are on there commenting, going back and forth, and it looks like uh, it's it's building a good following right now. So make sure you go and uh, check out that Facebook page as well. So I wanted to mention that. But real quick, before we get off here with, with Casey, Give Fioki's uh, website, social media, all that, where they can uh, 
get in touch with you guys well, to interact. There's a number of Fioki uh, pages out there on the Instagram side because of our UK office and, and Fioki Munizioni on the Italian side. But Fioki Ammunition is the is our main page. Um, so you can search that on Instagram. Pretty easy to find on Facebook with Fioki. Search Fioki, Fioki Ammunition. You'll find us there too. Um, website is FiokiUSA.com. And that's um, F-I-O-C-C-H-I. Correct. And when, uh, I, I would say, like you said earlier, keep coming back to that page because you'll see a different page today than you will see about uh, six weeks from now, which will be very, very interesting, uh, exciting updates to the website, a little bit more interactive for the consumer to really understand what we have. And and to your point at the very beginning of this, what what is the ammo that you need for the certain things you're going to go do? down to what's the SKU you're looking for, who carries it, where can I find it, what's my local dealer I can track down and, and actually get the product. Very cool. So make sure you check them out, guys. Fiocchi, not Fiocchi, it's Fiocchi, F-I-O-C-C-H-I. And uh, we're going to have a lot more coming from Casey and the gang at Fiocchi in the near future. Uh, again, we we're very excited to have you guys on board part of the family. Can't be more excited about this. Looking forward to getting some of the hunting ammo. I'm going to be talking about uh, some of my hunting uh, endeavors, deer hunting coming up, and uh, we're going to be using some uh, Fioki ammo for that. So guys will be uh, hearing a little bit more about that sooner than later. Any any parting words for the Leadheads? Um, other than there'll probably be some ammo giveaways in the future, I would guess, um, through, <laughs> through talking lead. That's always a good one. Hell yeah. It's like uh, it's tough to beat free ammo, right? So, um, yeah, we'll be supporting that. We'll get you some product over to do some testing on of, with the new products. Um, I know how you have some lines in on testing products for people with a lot of experience in testing products and weapons and firearm systems and different different categories. So we'll, we'll be including you in that. So I know some people. Stuff. I know a few sure. people. I know a few people. Yeah, let's get to know people. Um, other than that, man, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you here in just a few short weeks and, and uh, wish you and the listeners a Merry Christmas. Happy holiday season, man. That's right. That's coming up next. Man, you had to remind me of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Still time to get your Christmas shopping in, guys. Go visit Go visit all these, uh, these friends of the show, these sponsors of the show, uh, and I guarantee you, you're going to find something that someone that you know that you're looking for a gift for uh, at, at one of their websites. Good stuff, man. Casey, again, thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you at the Trine Buy. Can't wait for Vegas. We're going to have a good time. Know you're going to come by. Bring by some of your ambassadors. We'll get them on the show over at Buck Knives, the official lead quarters of Talking Lead at the uh, 2020 SHOT Show coming up. Will do. Looking forward to it. And the AK Corner, guys, it's coming up, and it's we're going to have one of the people that Casey mentioned earlier as our guest where I've been promising to talk about the AK-47 and suppressors, silencers, however you want to say it. We're going to have uh, Mike Pappas with Dead Air Silencers. Uh, We're going to have a couple of other guests that I'm not going to mention. There are going to be surprises that are going to be on that as well. It's something to look forward to the 15th every month. Actually, it'll be the 16th that I drop it because the 15th is on a Sunday of this month. But that's coming, so be looking forward to for the uh, AK Corner. And of course, we'll have uh, some episodes before then, too. But until then, as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. Keep your firearms closer with the OPM. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs>